This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Warning. Um, we can't remember if we swear in this episode, but knowing me, I probably did. Um, this episode also contains some extremely inappropriate onion handling. I'm Maddie. And I'm Jess. Welcome back, everybody. Um, <laughs> settle in for Act Two of the saga. Around what I like two. to call <laughs> what I like to call the spicy act. Uh, because several other players enter the arena. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week we got up to like the end of the Rudd and Gillard. And Rudd again. And Rudd again era. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we got mm. up to Rudd losing mm. the uh, 2013 election. Okay. We're in 2013. 2013. Abbott has won the federal election. Mm-hmm. Bill Shorten is leader of the opposition in the Labor Party. Yep. Yep. So Tony Abbott and his ministry were sworn in on the 18th of September 2013. He immediately received criticism for having one whole lady in his cabinet, (laughs) Deputy Prime Minister Julie Bishop. Mm Mm-hmm. Was he also the minister for women at this point or is that? Yes, and Indigenous Affairs. Mm. Mm. As a as a woman of colour, he had every right to yeah. do so. <laughs> I don't know what your criticism is. No, who who could possibly know? Oh, I wrote not a great start. No, in my notes. No, no, not a great start at all. On his first day of leadership, he repealed the controversial carbon tax as implemented by Julia. And he implemented even stronger border control legislation under the Operation Sovereign Borders, Mm. which sounds like a big old American CIA thing, but that's a thing. Yeah. The Minister for Immigration was renamed as the Minister for Immigration and Border Protection and was Mm. assigned to a young lad called Scott Morrison, (laughs) it's coming it's coming foreshadowing Mm. during his tenure he refused to release information on asylum seeker boat arrivals um even though previously labor had been scrutinized for it but both abbott and morrison claimed that they would stop the boats Mm. Mm mm-hmm Vocally, um, that was a, that was a their big old slogan. That was their moving forward. Mm. Yep, yep. And Morrison, no joke, has a trophy in his office to mm-hmm. this day that is a glass boat, and engraved on the trophy it says, "I stopped these." Yeah, which again sounds like a Parks and Recreation mm. thing, but uh, is not. Yeah. So that's fun. That's fun. Um, just 
like not only is it just a, a statement on human cruelty, which is very mm. difficult for me to swallow, but <laughs> it's just a meme. It's like a glass I- boat and it says, I stopped these. Like it's really bad. It's like it's, as you said, just like cartoonishly cruel. It's like mm. a like a comic book villain thing to do. It's just also really lame. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. Mm. To the point where I feel like I need to fact check it right now because even though I did. No, it's true. I'm really worried that it's not real. It is real. It is real. Okay. It's. Um, he also, so Abbott also pretty much chucked Gonski in the bin yeah. and started a Gonski 2.0, which was not endorsed by Gonski, so it wasn't mm. a Gonski. Like it was, yeah, anyway. And so the whole education reform thing, that was out the window. Mm. Also in 2014, months after being elected, he announced that he was going to knight Prince Philip and reinstate oh. the knighting system in Australia. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I forgot. Uh, so did I. <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. Something that literally no one asked for. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like he copped shit from that for that from all sides. I feel and he that still was, stands by it. Yeah, and that was a captain's call. Mm. like decision that he made by himself pretty much. Uh, Abbott is a staunch monarchist and froths the Windsors. Mm. (laughs) He also, just to really twist the knife, announced this on Australia Day. Oh. Yep. Just. Yep. Yep. Yep, that did not go down well. (laughs) Um, And that kind of launched a spiral of gaffes. Mm. by Abbott. He was just known for them. When Lance Corporal um, Jared McKinney died in Afghanistan, Abbott said, it's pretty obvious that, well, sometimes shit happens, doesn't it? Mm. When asked about the emissions trading scheme, he once said, what the housewives of Australia need to understand as they do the ironing is that if they get it done commercially, it's going to go up in price and their own power bills when they switch the iron on are going to go up. Mm. I mean, you was- say some may say gaff, others mm. may say just blatant sexism it, for that one. Just um, his core values. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he then repeated similar sentiments a couple of years later on the Today Show. So he mm-hmm. didn't learn the mistake from that one yet, which makes it less gaffish. Answering a question about foreign investment at an economic conference in Melbourne, Abbott said Australia owed its existence to a form of foreign investment by the British government in the then unsettled or um, scarcely settled Great Southland. Wow. Yep. And he's, 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 he's the um, Minister for Indigenous Affairs still in this, this moment? Um, I'm not sure in this exact moment, but he was that. But he has had that job and he's still declaring Terra Nullius. Self-appointed. Self-appointed. Interesting. Yeah. And in March 2015, uh, this is my favourite one. Mm -hmm. Less of a gaffe, more of a moment in time Mm -hmm. and in history one shall never forget. Abbott was touring Tasmania and he found himself at a farm uh, and was presented with an onion at said farm and then took a bite mm. out of the onion and just ate the raw onion. 
Yeah, he did. And yeah, and the farmer who handed him the onion to just look at said, that wasn't a dare, Prime Minister, which I think is the perfect response. That's great. Because <laughs> it's still quite polite because he said Prime Minister. Yeah. But it's a, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. what, what, why, what? No one eats raw onions like mm. an apple. Like he, it was like an apple. Mm. But also it's like you don't just eat some produce that's, oh, yeah. Because I remember it. Did he just, he didn't peel it in any way? No, he just took a hearty yeah. bite. Because that is what I thought. That's what I can see in my mind's eye. But Yeah. And I'm he did it again later on to kind of prove the point that he did it on purpose. Mm. He did it a second time to be like, no, no, that wasn't a moment of me not realising what I was doing. And everyone was like, that doesn't make it better, Prime no. Minister. <laughs> uh, so you can see where I'm going with this. Um, mm. <laughs> basically, as a nation, we were deeply embarrassed. Yeah, It was often linked to Bush and the way that Bush would say things that, you know, the world would laugh at and the country would laugh at. And his polling numbers were terrible. Like Mm. he just dived so quickly after being elected. It was kind of historic. The left hated his ideology and the right were just embarrassed by the person who was meant to be their fearless leader Mm. after Labor government. So in January 2015... Uh, Queensland State Premier Campbell Newman is absolutely annihilated in the state election. After serving one term, not only did the LNP lose, but Newman lost his own seat. The mm. seat of Ashgrove went to Kate Jones. And I remember watching that in my lounge room. I normally watch the ABC, but we switched to Channel 9 to see what they were doing, and they do the boot. Thing. Oh, like they that's literally, fun. There's a graphic where they literally boot the people off oh. and, like, they would just boot because so many LMP people lost their seats. Mm. And then, like, seeing Campbell Newman's face, like, fly into the ether of their graphic, it was just brutal. And mm. so that played into the national narrative of Tony Abbott, you know, just ruining the party's reputation as well. Mm. Uh, not, not the that Campbell, Campbell Newman, Newman needed. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I was just about to say that. Like mm. between the two of them, yeah. they were well and truly covered. <laughs> On the 6th of February 2015, Liberal backbencher Luke Simpkins announced that he would move a motion for a spill of the Liberal Party's leadership. Fair. Yep. Uh, which happened, mm-hmm. except no one officially ran against Abbott in the ballot. It was just a test to see if he would lose and the idea was if he did lose, mm. then they would make a decision. He won mm. 61 to 39, which means that 39 people in his own party were happy to vote for literally anyone, anyone. else but Abbott. Mm. They didn't even know who it would be. Mm. Literally anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally anyone. <laughs> Wild. 39, like that's 40%. That's a lot of half. people. Yeah. He described the event in a press conference afterwards as a near-death experience and declared that good government starts today. Oh, as opposed to what he'd been doing before. Yeah, which Which is being racist, sexist and eating onions. Yeah, which clearly um, damaged his polls and his Mm. reputation even further. Like day one after surviving, he was like, oh, and I trip. Mm. (laughs) Um, 
See, this is the fun part of the story, mm, at least. It is fun. Um, trauma. Yeah. During Abbott's leadership, most notably during 2014 to 15, uh, national polling indicated that the majority of Australians were in support of same-sex marriage. Mm. Abbott was not. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This terrifying yeah. lizard man <laughs> has some more horrifying ideas. <laughs> Back in 2008, well before all of this, Abbott had written, the love and commitment between two people of the same sex can be as strong as that between husband and wife. But there is more quality in a relationship between two people devoted each other for decades than a many short-lived marriage. Still, however deeply affectionate or long-lasting it may be, the relationship between two people of the same sex cannot be a marriage because a marriage, by definition, is between a man and a woman. So not only is what? it problematic, it's also very confusing. Mm. That doesn't make sense. No. No. Therein lies the problem. Mm. This became quite a hot-button issue, mm. <laughs> as we all remember. Oh, his On, sister. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, his Continue. sister and mm. his daughter. Um, mm. We won't go into that too much because that's a whole other whole episode other yeah. that I will delve into mm. at another time. Yeah. Um, on the 11th of August 2015, Abbott called a coalition, so both the Liberal Party and the National Party, mm-hmm. a coalition party room vote on the issue of same-sex marriage. Except they weren't voting on the issue, they were voting on the voting process. So basically they were voting on if a bill were to go to Parliament about same-sex marriage. Mm. Would they allow the party, the LNP, to have a free vote and individuals vote for their own beliefs Mm. or have the one kind of party vote? Have a party line. Wow. Yeah. And they landed on the party, like not not a free vote. Mm. Abbott was criticised even from people within his own party, including Christopher Pine, who was an advocate for same-sex marriage. Um, Imagine being criticised by Christopher Pine. Yeah, that's just of all people. (laughs) Yeah, he's a funny one, though. Like, every now and then he says things, and I'm like, what's going on over yeah. there? Broken he's clock is right once a day, twice with a day, With Albanese. Actually. Yeah, mm. anyway, it's wild. Like, he's he's a loose cannon. Mm. You just never know where he's going to fall. But Abbott was criticised for letting the National Party in on the vote rather than just the Liberal Party, as clearly the National Party was stuck against same-sex mm. marriage. Like, that's mm. the traditional conservative far-right um, in response to growing calls for action, Abbott proposed a plebiscite following mm. the next election. Little did he know he would never make the next election. He should have known because <laughs> by September 2015, Abbott and the LNP had lost 30 news polls in a row. So news poll is the major poll that mm. happens nationally um, and they'd lost 30 in a row. That's quite a few. It's too many. Mm. On Monday, the 14th of September, 2015, rumours were spreading that communications minister and former leader of the Liberal Party, Malcolm Turnbull, was going to call a spill. So the press gallery cottoned on. It was on Twitter. I saw it the day that it happened. I remember seeing it before mm-hmm. it was even announced, and I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. History and happening. That, yeah, and the hashtag Libspill was mm. trending. 
And I remember messaging a couple of friends and I posted it on Facebook. I'm like, it's happening. And someone was like, no, it's not. And then an hour later, it happened. Like mm. half of the internet knew before mm. they even, yeah, meant to have told it everyone. Um, and so it did happen. So <laughs> after question time, so they literally like sat through all of question time while the entire internet was on fire and all mm. of the journalists were running around talking about this thing. Turnbull then accompanies um, Tony Abbott from the chamber to tell him that he was challenging. So literally as they're walking out, he's like, this is happening. Mm, interesting way to play that. Yes. Some may say revenge for the time that Tony Abbott spilled mm. uh, Malcolm Turnbull <laughs> Some the leadership may say. a few years before. So Turnbull then held a press conference. So he basically like says this thing, Mike drops out, goes and holds a press conference with Julie Bishop. And he states, I have consulted with many, many colleagues, many Australians, many of our supporters in every walk of life. This course of action has been urged on me by many people over a long period of time. So many. Many. Mm. We need a different style of leadership. We need to respect the intelligence of the Australian people. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. And like it goes on like that for five minutes. That like people keep asking me to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then just calling, I mean, the leader of his party, dumb. Yeah. He's like, my hands are tied. He's a dumbass. Sorry. Mm. It's not my fault. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he makes a point. And s- yeah. <laughs> he ate an onion. He ate two. Yeah. I don't know how many he eats privately. Yeah, see, that's um, the big question. I know. Is that the first was, time that he has bitten mm, into a raw onion? No, because he was way too intimate with the act. Mm, this you is know? what I think too. He had done it before and he'll do it again. Mm, he could be doing yeah. it right now. He probably is. Mm. Can confirm. I can't. <laughs> but I like to think. <laughs> But if you're listening, I know you're a huge fan. Can you imagine? Um, let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a party room ballot was held naturally. Turnbull won the ballot 55 to 45 and was elected Australia's 29th Prime Minister. Around Australia, people put out their onions for Tony. <laughs> leaving onions out the front of their houses in honour slash celebration mm. of his defeat. Yeah. Because remember they let the cricket bats out that time? It was like this was not long after that mm. and people were like, here are the onions yeah. because Tony has died. Mm. There was also some spectacular Funny. footage of him going home after like his last day of PM and he's not even, I don't think he's even in his proper like suit and tie anymore. Mm. And he's just got a whole case of beer on his shoulder, like Mm. walking into his house. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Mm. (laughs) I probably would too. You know, if I had the nuclear codes one day and then Mm. didn't, I would probably drink as well. And like lots of people are publicly sledging by just, I think the onions, is, it's quite beautiful. The nation put their onions out because mm. that's how seriously they took him. Like how Everyone, embarrassing. That's very, it's funny. It's quite gentle. Oh. Yeah, it's funny. a gentle dig. Mm. Well, anyway. 
Upon his swearing in as Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull reshuffled the Cabinet significantly. He even increased the amount of women to five. Oh. Five whole women. <laughs> what a special treat. Oh. oh, God. It's not much better today. No. Uh, Turnbull's ideologies differed to Abbott's and that he is a support of Australia becoming a republic. He believes in same-sex marriage and is pro-environmental action. However, in saying that, his immediate policies were not that different. Mm. He stated that he wanted to wait for an election, surprise, to change things up after seeking approval from the nation. So Mm. a few months later in March 2016, he called a federal election. Yes, another election. Mm -hmm. Again. So many. So many. He famously called a double dissolution as well, which means that the entire Senate is dissolved rather than half. So normally Mm. we only vote for half of the Senate. So this was triggered after the bill for the Australian Building and Construction Commission was rejected in the Senate three times. So basically Mm. there is a rule that if the government try to pass a bill and the Senate rejects it more than twice, the PM automatically has the power to ask the Governor General to dissolve the entire Senate and put them up for election because basically they can argue that the government isn't functioning. Mm. Some would argue that it's a democratic right to have a different party as higher representation in the Senate in order to filter things through, but Mm. others would argue that it's ineffective and unproductive and therefore Mm. we can dissolve it. Mm. But this is the definition of high risk, high reward. Yeah. Everyone is up for grabs. Everyone's seat is up for grabs. Do you remember voting in that election and having the longest piece of paper? Yes, in your enormous. Life? Yeah, enormous. that was why. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, well, the risk did not pay off, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so although Turnbull personally donated million to the campaign, which in the US would be a drop in the ocean, but in Australia Mm. is fucking big deal. This is a wealthy man. Mm. The LNP lost 14 seats and they only gained majority government by one single seat. Mm. So that was really unstable and actually at the beginning of the election results they thought it was going to be a hung parliament again like it was with julia gillard Mm, and they began negotiating with other parties but they got one seat Mm. across the line so they nearly lost yeah yeah and they did effectively lose power in the senate Mm. anyway like it actually got worse for them so after the election turnbull changed some things up And kept some things the same. Mm -hmm. So Operation Sovereign Borders remained in place, but some energy and climate policies got a little bit more progressive. So he announced a planned 50% increase in the capacity of the Snowy Hydro plant, so an increase in hydropower, Mm -hmm. as well as limits on gas exports from Australia to other countries. Surprisingly, the gas industry were very, very vocally against this Mm. rather than a vote in the house turnbull stuck with abbott's same-sex marriage plebiscite idea such fun and the Mm. australian bureau of statistics 
conducted a postal survey to determine the outcome. Plebiscites are not legally binding, but Malcolm promised to uphold the electorate's wish. Mm. So the campaign leading up to the vote was intense on all sides and the approach was heavily criticised by the LGBTQI plus community as a cruel waste of taxpayer dollars, allowing people's personal lives to be scrutinised and vilified at a national level. Mm. We'll, obviously, we'll do a whole episode on that yep. one day, a frightening time Yep, in our lives. <sighs> on the 15th mm. of November 2015, Australia voted yes. So 61.6% was yes and 38.4 was no. And on November, uh, sorry, on December 7th, 2017, same-sex marriage was legalized through a parliamentary vote by the House of Representatives. So this is important because the whole affair polarized a lot of the country. Mm. So the far right and the right in general thought that he was being too soft on conservative values, mm. and the left dubbed Turnbull as spineless. Like that was a word that was being used a lot for being soft on human rights and climate change issues. Mm. So he was walking this dangerous kind of centrist middle ground. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it also like it brought rise to a lot of the kind of polarising ideas that we have in politics at the moment, mm. you know, alongside Trumpism in the States and Brexit in the UK, like this is one of those that like a lot of academics have written about this being one of those moments for us. Yeah, where people feel emboldened to, yeah. well, be awful, but express their mostly far-right opinions. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> this is a big year because mm. also in 2017 through to 2018, the dual citizenship crisis unfolded. Oh, <laughs> Another oh. one of our favourites. Uh, during this time, seven MPs across multiple parties were found to have dual citizenship with other countries. So as we know, Section 44 of the Australian Constitution says that you can't be in Parliament if you're a dual citizen. Mm. Most notably, Malcolm Turnbull's Deputy Prime Minister, Barnaby Joyce, was a New Zealand dual citizen and had to temporarily resign from Parliament until a by-election could be held. Internationally, we became a laughingstock again, Mm. similar to the Tony Abbott phase, Mm. because we were having a constitutional crisis. Honestly, listen to our episode if you haven't already. Yeah, it's a good one. So cooked, I still am not quite over it. And I explained the whole thing in detail because mm. it is complicated but juicy. Wow. And lots of plot twists mm. around people lying, which mm. is fun. Yeah. International laughing stock. Yeah. So technically, if the people who were illegally elected um, were not elected at all, the LNP might not have won the last election, which throws every decision they made into question Mm. from a legal standpoint. On the 2nd of December 2017, Barnaby Joyce won his by-election and returns as Deputy Prime Minister. So that was a pretty big blow to Malcolm Turnbull, whose deputy had Mm. to go and, like, leave and come back. But five days later he announces that he's separating from his wife 
which would eventually lead to the Barna baby scandal because he had a baby with a staffer, which then forced the Deputy Prime Minister to resign two months later. So Malcolm Turnbull has had his deputy be found to not be legally elected. He has to resign. He comes back. Malcolm Turnbull defends him literally five days later. Family stuff spirals out. It turns out that he, yeah, had an affair with a staff member, you know, baby resignation. Like it's really bad Mm. for Turnbull, all of this. And was a nail in Turnbull's coffin. (sighs) So about six months later in August 2018, the conservative members of the Liberal Party were fed up with Turnbull's quote-unquote progressive policies as well as the shame brought to the country after the whole constitutional crisis, Mm. which honestly wasn't his fault. Like that was everybody and nobody's fault at the Mm. same time. Mm. That shit is cooked. Um, And on the 21st of August, Turnbull called a spill (laughs) himself. (laughs) See what would happen. Yeah, after rumours that Home Affairs Minister Stop the Boats 2.0, Peter Dutton, was going to call his own spill. So he pulled a Gillard where rumours were happening and Turnbull Mm. was like, I'll beat you to it. Mm. Yep. Dutton lost to Mm. Turnbull, 35 to 48. Turnbull survived, but it certainly fanned the flames of tension between the left and right Mm. of the party. And the National Party, which is part of the coalition, was really pushing the Liberal Party to get rid of Turnbull. Mm. Yeah. And without the National Party, they don't form government. Like a Liberal Party cannot form government without the National Party being a coalition. Mm. So pressure yeah. was on. And because yeah. from their perspective, like the obviously conservative Malcolm Turnbull is not conservative enough. He's also mm. like a wealthy suit. So that doesn't really play into. Yeah, similar like in the way. Yeah, similar in the way that Kevin Rudd was not part of the union movement Mm. in Labor and therefore was an outsider. Malcolm Turnbull was not, you know, a country national party guy. He was very much a suit and tie guy, Mm. which which the Liberal Party has really shifted towards as an identity. But there's definitely like a lot of old hat, you know, because the the National Party used to be the country party as Mm. well. So, yeah, there's a lot of ideology there just clashing yeah um and he and he wanted to be a republic you mm. know, which the lnp historically does not support so yeah well at least in the last 50 years has not supported mm. two days later after this first useless spill on the 23rd of august dutton announces he was going to call another spill <laughs> two days later yes wow this was a big week. Yeah, he literally was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it again. So obviously Malcolm is pissed off and is like, oh, my God, we literally just did this. Mm. So after this, a series of confusing things happen. Mm. So Turnbull goes to the Solicitor General to get his advice and basically goes, hey, mate, how can I keep my job? Can I keep my job? Should I resign? What do I do? The Solicitor General says, I need to assess if Dutton is eligible to serve because that's something they always have to do. And mm. also you need to find out what your party believes. So what if you just get people to sign a petition if they want to oust you and if half the party signs, you're done. Mm. 
So they do that, like Turnbull agrees, and so they kind of do a petition before they even do a vote. Mm. So they do a petition in order to justify doing a vote. (sighs) So this, yeah, so this takes a day or so, and Dutton, of course, presents the signed letter, the petition to Turnbull with the right amount of signatures, and the Solicitor General says, yep, Dutton is eligible to lead. You should probably call a spill, Mm. and a spill is called. Turnbull resigns. He's done. So he's like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. And he resigns to make way for three new contenders. <laughs> so Peter Dutton, duh, as we mm-hmm. know. Julie Bishop, his loyal deputy, mm-hmm. who's kind of representing him by proxy. <clears throat> and a surprise spicy boy last minute, Scott Morrison. Mm. So Julie doesn't make it through the first round of votes, leaving Dutton and Scotty. Mm. And seeing that Dutton has orchestrated this whole thing, he was a shoo-in, just kidding. Mm. Um, (laughs) So it turns out, so what happened was that the people who voted for Julie in the first round decided to vote for Scott Morrison because they Mm. were just so anti-Dutton. Yeah. They've gone with the lesser of two evils. Yeah. And so they've added to the people who are already voting for ScoMo over Dutton. So then Scott Morrison actually wins by 45 votes over Mm. Dutton's 40. So he's Stephen Bradbury's the highest office in the land. Like he literally just everyone tumbles in front of him and he just kind of swoops on in and is like, I'm Mm. the prime minister. And no one saw it coming. Everyone thought that if there's going to be a spill, Dutton is going to be the prime minister. Terrifying concept. Yeah. At least publicly. Like Mm. that's what the media narrative was. Yeah. Well, because no one else had put the hand up and they didn't think they'd go with Julie. And the first time Scott does put his hand up, he gets it. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. So I've written here, (laughs) the following responses play out like an intercutting of talking heads from the hit satire mockumentary sitcom Parks and Recreation. (laughs) Great. These are the responses from the players in the following oh, day slash week. I was just going to say that I would like to hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peter Dutton. No, I don't regret it at all. I'm pleased that Scott Morrison has been elected prime minister. Malcolm Turnbull. Insofar as there has been chaos this week, it has been created by the wreckers. Julie Bishop. I am also proud of the fact that I am the first woman to contest a leadership ballot of the Liberal Party. The first woman. Woman. Wow. Well, you are one of five, Doll. So, mm. yeah, and she um, resigns and retires. Julia Gillard. Congratulate. This is on Twitter. Mm. Congratulations to Scott Morrison, MP. Always an honour to serve to the 29th p.m. from the 27th p.m., Malcolm Turnbull, there is a life after. Best wishes for the days to come. (laughs) Scott Morrison, I don't think anybody should be making any plans for any elections anytime soon, which Mm. is the key fundamental difference. Everyone else called an election Mm. to go, yep, I need to prove my worth. And Scott Morrison said, no, I'm not going to do that. No, well, I mean, if you've seen 
the things that he said very recently. This man genuinely thinks he's been called by God to do the job <laughs> that he's doing. This is not me paraphrasing. No, no. You can I look know. it up just for our listeners. He thinks he was touched by God. Yeah, look it up. He, yes, he genuinely believes. He has no doubts in his mind that he is in the, the right. He doesn't feel like he needs to rush into yeah. elections. No. So the international response was hilarious because uh, they were just like because that especially this last one that kind of happened over a week mm. where it was like this person then this person then this person then this person it was wild mm. and so the new york times said australians joke that leadership challenges are a national sport and gambling websites were giving odds and accepting bets mm. as each candidate entered the field the odds on bookmaking sites fluctuated so people literally bet mm. when, the, like, people make money off of this yeah. in this country. When was this? This last one, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, because I think because I remember because I was in Scotland, in like the mm. Hebrides, having a lovely time, but mm-hmm. then like me and a couple of and other about Australians would check in the news and being like, oh, the whole time. Yeah, and yet again. Another international location for this mm. tale. Yeah, it's good. every <laughs> five years. <laughs> yeah, well, less than less than that, mm. unfortunately. The Times of London, <laughs> brief but good description. Mm. Gravest political crisis in decades. Mm-hmm. And the CNN, a week of whiplash, and it's only Thursday. If you've been watching the political shenanigans in Australia's capital. With growing incredulity, spare a thought for the Australian voter. Yeah. And honestly, same. Mm. So, look, I'll end on very briefly the repercussions of all of this. Like, we haven't had a spill since, mm. federally at least. We've had some state, <laughs> we've had some state spills, Gladys Berejiklian, <laughs> and anyway. But the scars are very much there right like Mm. the the trust in who we elect to still be leading the country is completely gone and when you add all of that to also the dual citizenship crisis and you know people having to resigning because scandal after scandal Mm. lately like people just do not trust that who they vote for is actually going to be doing Mm. the job in 18 months time so they pay less attention in general so that they pay less attention. There's a lot of apathy. And I've, I've read a few reports about this. There's one that kind of comes out at the end of every um, cabinet. Mm. And the one that came out about the the cabinet that was Morris, that was Turnbull, then Morrison had this whole chapter on how, um, you know, like the voting public is just like apathetic because mm. – we're exhausted by it all. And so some people really, really tune in even more, but the majority just tune out because the wildness of it all becomes normal and mm. scandal becomes normal, um, leadership spills become normal. And so, yeah, we're less likely to kind of vote with our heart and with our heads in a really informed way because mm. we just tapped out. Yeah, and they're all just yelling at each other and embarrassing themselves. Like, you know, it's hard to... Mm. Mm. And it also means that every time that there is a scandal, you know, lib spill trends mm. on 
Twitter or Scott Morrison must go trends like every single, it's pretty much every second day at the moment that stuff like that is trending Mm. on Twitter. Um, But because it's normal and it's trending, it's just like that wave of energy behind it hasn't got the same weight that it used to. Like when it Mm. happened to Abbott and when those things were trending and the public found out and it caused Malcolm Turnbull to call it, you know, to publicly say, yep, I'm doing it, it's happening. Like that Mm. doesn't happen anymore as well because we've just become numb to it. Mm. And it's also led to this kind of really constructed and fabricated PR machine around the current Prime Minister where transparency has decreased Mm. for fear of accountability and for fear of being sacked. Like they are... The current government is really, really measured in what they say and what they do. There's lots of stories around, you know, who they invite to press conferences and stuff like that and not inviting certain people Mm. so that the narrative is really, really controlled. Um, Yeah, so out of, you know, the 15 years of turmoil that we've had, yeah, Mm. we're in a really tricky spot now. Yeah. To get serious for a second. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. How does that make you feel other than anxious? Um, I can find some synonyms, but I don't know if that's other than. Yeah. Because um, it's been six in 15 years, six prime ministers. Mm. So when you said every five years, it's actually, it's actually closer to like 2.5 years mm. to three wow. years. Yeah, it's really like shorter than a normal um election term and we already have short terms here Mm. like we do a kind of a you know a 2.5 to 3 year yeah whereas in the states they do a four year well when is the like when is the latest that they can call the next election uh partway through next year okay yeah interesting yeah so one has to happen between now and kind of july august next year i think Mm. from the top of my head Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Yeah, because if we get another one, if, if you know, Morrison is booted this next election, mm. we don't know. It could really go either way. But, like, let's just say theoretically he is. Mm. That's seven prime ministers in 15 years. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm. Or if even, like, I mean, if the coalition is re-elected but they've ousted scomo that yeah happened too yeah fun Interesting. times yeah and then dutton might be pm or josh frydenberg we'll see mm. anyway let's not put those things out into the ether too much no frightening frightening prospects <laughs> oh dear when you feel sad about it all mm. look up tony abbott gaffes that's and nice. they're excellent they're excellent video um montages of people yelling at him and him Mm. eating onions and you know a wild cowboy time i think also like penny wong question time might yield some nice results (laughs) (laughs) to lift julie julie bishop's most recent interview was quite yes was quite scathing very interesting anyway my sources were (laughs) (laughs) the financial review Junkie, which has an excellent article, um, which ranks the all of the leadership spills from cooked to most cooked. The Killing Season by Sarah Ferguson. 
the ABC, the Sydney Morning Herald, the Weekly Times, the New York Times, the Times of London, and CNN. What a journey. Should we end on a joke to lift our spirits? Yeah, do you have one? Knock, knock. Who's there? Our democracy is a fraud. Ah! (laughs) It's a joke. Our democracy democracy is a joke. Oh, you should have just said then our democracy. Our democracy. I know. I realise afterwards. That's all right. Should I do it it again? (laughs) As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Australianorama or Twitter, actually, and you can send us an email at Australianorama at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And just tell, tell people if you like us. Give us five stars mm. on Apple Podcasts if you like. Tune in next Monday um, where I'm going to tell Maddie all about the CWA or the Country Women's Association. Should be a good one. <laughs>